Welcome to today's uh, Oakcast. This episode is concentrating on a redundancy consultation process when there is a shrinking pool of employees that are potentially redundant. The process here differs as there is a reduction in the workforce, meaning the company must come up with selection, uh, objective selection criteria to evaluate staff and uh, score them against each other. The lowest scoring staff are then usually made redundant. For the purposes of this example, we'll imagine that there are five staff and that pool needs to shrink down to three. So a fair process would look as follows. Step one, the employer will write to the employees, setting out in writing the reasons that they are at risk of redundancy and to invite them all to a, a meeting each. Uh, they should disclose the proposed selection criteria to the staff and ask for feedback on this. Common selection criteria include qualifications, disciplinary history, absence, and they should be objective as far as possible. Step two, the employee attends the meeting. Topics that should be covered um, are a description of why the person's role is potentially redundant. It's key that the employee plays an active role as possible as this is your chance to put forward any suggestions that you might have that the company may not have considered that may mean that you're not redundant. Um, this is also a chance in, under this particular process to, uh, for the employee to comment on the selection criteria that's proposed and to feedback on this. Step three, the company writes to the employee giving feedback on any suggestions provided. If the suggestions are not sufficient to avoid redundancy, then the letter will then invite the employee to a further meeting. The letter might also detail the final selection criteria and would then usually proceed to apply these to all the employees before the next hearing. The scores of the employee may also be provided prior to the meeting or at the second meeting. Once the scores have been disclosed, uh, in our example, the top two scoring people would be told of this and they would be told that unless anything changes, they are no longer at risk of redundancy and the process would stop for them. Um, we would suggest that all the scores are shared with employees for transparency, but the names of the other staff, apart from the person that you're revealing the scores to, are redacted for confidentiality. The lowest scoring three uh, employees in our example would then be told this and given the chance to comment on their scores in case they felt these were unfair. The second meeting is also another chance for the employee to put forward any suggestions as to how the redundancy could be avoided. If the employee has applied for other roles that have been offered a suitable alternative employment, it's likely they may also receive feedback if they've been successful here. Again, if they are successful in taking a role on of suitable alternative employment, the process will stop for them here. Step five, again, an employer should feedback on any suggestions that have been provided and any comments on the scores. If nothing has been suggested that will help to avoid the redundancy, the employee will be invited to a third and final meeting. Step six, this is the final chance for the employee to put forward any suggestions. Uh, if none have been forthcoming in the earlier meetings, it's unlikely that there may be any at this stage, but as an, the, you're, as an employer, you must remain open to suggestions from the employees. Uh, if the final decision is the person that is redundant at the end uh, of the meeting, it may be delivered to the person or the adjourning could be, or the meeting could be adjourned for further consideration and then the employee might be uh, written to by the employer. Step seven. At the stage, the employer will likely write to the employee confirming that their position is redundant. I would expect this letter would detail the appeal process uh, if the employee wishes to appeal, as well as give details of the payments due to the employee, which we'll cover in a later podcast episode. Uh, the employee can then appeal the decision should they wish, and the detail will either be in the letter or in the uh, employer's appeal process. Step nine and the final step. Finally, uh, an appeal meeting should be held. The appeal should be held by a more senior member of the employer. Uh, they should have played no part really in the previous redundancy process. And after this, if the initial decision remains, then the employee is redundant and they've exhausted all routes of appeal. 
uh, as the employee, you should always appeal the decision if you do wish to take matters further. That's it for today's episode. We hope you enjoyed. Thanks for listening. Oakwood Solicitors, the experts in employment law claims. For any inquiries, please call 0113 200 9787 or email us at inquiries at oakwoodsolicitors.co.uk. Anything contained in this podcast is for information purposes only and not intended to be specific legal advice.